0: Hello friends, I am back with another chapter of the book of John. Before we get into the book of John, I just want to go over a few things that I have been struggling with. Every time we do a book reading, I say a prayer and I just feel like something is not right with my prayers or that I can't think of the right things to say. So I've been praying about it and asking God, like, what do I need to do? And I have a daily devotional. So for this morning's devotional, it says, ask me what to say and what to pray. And it goes over just remembering to ask God how to speak. If you don't have the words to say in your prayer, sit in silence Let him speak to you, and then you will know what to say and what to pray. That was pretty awesome for me to be able to actually just see God's actual answers coming to light. And I saw a TikTok video where a girl went on and said to remember that you have to ask Jesus to go to the Father for you because he is the gateway. So don't forget to include him in your prayers. So with that, let us go ahead and start our prayer for this chapter. Dear Jesus, we come to you today with open hearts, open minds, open ears, and open eyes. That you allow us to go into your word and to understand fully what the words mean. Lord, help us. To put this word into work into our own lives that we may be able to improve our lives through you. And help us to share this with whoever needs to hear it. We ask that you help us to allow the Holy Spirit to walk with us through this life. Allow us to retrieve all the knowledge that this book has to offer us. Help us to share this. In every way possible. We ask that our Father in Heaven continues to show His work in our life. We ask that you assist us in praying to our Father. As we can only come to Him through you. Jesus, please just give us the words to speak. Jesus, only you and the Father know what we need. So... We pray that you help us to pray the prayers that are in our hearts that we cannot bring to words. Right now, we have people in our lives that are hurting. We pray that you heal those people. Put your hand over those people and just give them peace, give them rest from the agony that they're facing. Give their doctors the knowledge to understand what is going on with them physically Mentally and emotionally, Lord, we pray that you just heal the hurt, the brokenhearted, the sick, and the weary, that we may find rest in you. Put your protective shield over our lives, Lord, and just keep us safe from all harm. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we are getting into chapter 7. This first section is called... Jesus goes to the Festival of Tabernacles. After this, Jesus went around in Galilee. He did not want to go about in Judea because the Jewish leaders there were looking for a way to kill him. But when the Jewish Festival of Tabernacles was near, Jesus' brothers said to him, leave Galilee and go to Judea so that your disciples there may see the works you do. No one who wants to become a public figure acts in secret. Since you are doing these things, show yourself to the world, for even his brothers did not believe in him. Therefore, Jesus told them, My time is not yet here, for you any time will do. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify that its works are evil. You go to the festival, I am not going up to this festival, because my time has not yet fully come. After he had said this, He stayed in Galilee. However, after his brothers had left for the festival, he went also, not publicly, but in secret. Now at the festival, the Jewish leaders were watching for Jesus and asking, where is he? Among the crowds, there was widespread whispering about him. Some said, he is a good man. Others replied, no, he deceives the people. But no one would say anything publicly about him for fear of the leaders. This next section is called, Jesus Teaches at the Festival. Not until halfway through the festival did Jesus go up to the temple courts and begin to teach. The Jews were amazed and asked, How did this man get such learning without having been taught? Jesus answered, My teaching is not my own, it comes from the one who sent me. Anyone who chooses to do the will of God will find out whether my teaching comes from God or whether I speak on my own. Whoever speaks on their own does so to gain personal glory. But he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is a man of truth. There is nothing false about him. Has not Moses given you the law? Yet not one of you keeps the law. Why are you trying to kill me? You are demon-possessed, the crowd answered. Who is trying to kill you? Jesus said to them, I did one miracle, and you were all amazed. Yet because Moses gave you circumcision, this part's in parentheses, though actually it did not come from Moses, but from the patriarchs, close parentheses, you circumcise a boy on the Sabbath. Now, if a boy can be circumcised on the Sabbath so that the law of Moses may not be broken, why are you angry with me for healing a man's whole body on the Sabbath? Stop judging by mere appearances, but instead judge correctly. This next section is called, Division over who Jesus is. At that point, some of the people of Jerusalem began to ask, Isn't this the man they are trying to kill? Here he is, speaking publicly, and they are not saying a word to him. Have the authorities really concluded that he is the Messiah? But we know where this man is from. When the Messiah comes, no one will know where he is from. And Jesus, still teaching in the temple courts, cried out, Yes, you know me, and you know where I am from. I am not here on my own authority, but he who sent me is true. You do not know him, but I know him, because I am from him, and he sent me. At this, they tried to seize him, but no one laid a hand on him, because his hour had not yet come. Still, many in the crowd believed in him. They said, When the Messiah comes, will he perform more signs than this man? The Pharisees heard the crowd whispering such things about him. Then the chief priests and the Pharisees sent temple guards to arrest him. Jesus said, I am with you for only a short time, and then I am going to the one who sent me. You will look for me, but you will not find me. And where I am, you cannot come. The Jews said to one another, Where does this man intend to go that we cannot find him? Will he go where our people live scattered among the Greeks and teach the Greeks? What did he mean when he said, You will look for me, but you will not find me, and where I am, you cannot come? On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this, he meant the Spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the Spirit had not been given, since Jesus had not yet been glorified. On hearing his words, some of the people said, Surely this man is the prophet. Others said, He is the Messiah. Still, others asked, How can the Messiah come from Galilee? Does not scripture say that the Messiah will come from David's descendants and from Bethlehem, the town where David lived? Thus, the people were divided because of Jesus. Some wanted to seize him, but no one laid a hand on him. This next section is called Unbelief of the Jewish Leaders. Finally, the temple guards went back to the chief priests and the Pharisees who asked them, Why didn't you bring him in? no one ever spoke the way this man does the guards replied you mean he has deceived you also the pharisees retorted have any of the rulers or of the pharisees believed in him no but this mob that knows nothing of the law there is a curse on them nicodemus who had gone to jesus earlier and who was one of their own number asked does our law condemn a man without first hearing him to find out what he has been doing? They replied, Are you from Galilee too? Look into it, and you will find that a prophet does not come out of Galilee. Alright friends, so that's the end of chapter 7. My voice is a little hoarse right now, so I'm not going to go into this too much, but I did want to speak on one thing that I saw. So I actually did not know that Jesus' brothers did not believe in him. I just really didn't even know he had brothers (laughs) so we are all learning together so I had to look up why Jesus's brothers wouldn't have believed him and I found a really cool article if you guys want to look into it the artist is John Bloom the website is desiringgod.org and the article name is Jesus's unbelieving brothers So John actually just goes over some of the things that he thinks may be a factor in why his brothers didn't believe in him. He points out how it must have been hard growing up with Jesus who is sinless and always probably pointing out their sins and making them feel conviction for their sins. But he also points out how Mary and Joseph knew that Jesus was in store for great things. So they probably treated him way differently than than they did his brothers. With a sibling that is so talented and as the second oldest, I can definitely understand where they were coming from. I don't hold it over my sister because I understand she was under a lot of pressure back then and I love her so much. She is like a second mom to me. Um, But anyway, I definitely felt the pain of the brothers of Jesus (laughs) whenever I was growing up. So completely understand. Well, that is all the time that I have, guys. Till next time.